This is the Lady Landlords Podcast, and I am your host, Becky Nova. This podcast is for women looking to achieve financial independence through real estate investing. Let's get this episode going. Met. My name is Becky Nova. I'm the founder of Lady Landlords and your host here on the Lady Landlords podcast. So we just got through finishing up four weeks with our beginners course on helping new real estate investors figure out how to even start in real estate. And as much as that can be a challenge, there's also a challenge in figuring out where do we go from here? Sometimes buying that first property has a completely different set of challenges than growing that second, than having that second property. So let's talk a little bit about that today. I want to be able to share some of the tips and things that I wish that somebody had told me before growing my portfolio. So when I bought my first property, and what probably is very similar for you, is you're still learning how buying property even kind of works. This is something that would be very similar, even if you were just buying your own primary home. You still have to figure out how to work with a realtor, what the MLS is, how that works, what accepted offer means, how a contract works, what title insurance is, right? I still think that's one of the biggest misnomers within real estate investing or just purchasing real estate in general um, is all about title insurance. But all those different things and when the closing happens and what clear to close means and all those things, that is something that every new person has to figure out, not just when buying in rental investment, but also just purchasing a home in general. So that in itself is a complete learning curve coming into real estate investing. Now, all of a sudden, you figure that out. And usually that process is going to be kind of on repeat. You understand how that works. Now it's just doing that over and over and time and time again. But buying that second property to me is probably more difficult than buying the first property. Here's why, in my opinion. Now, all of a sudden, that first property for most investors and the way that I got started was actually by house hacking. If you're not familiar with the term house hacking, that's the idea of usually buying a multifamily, so a duplex or a triplex, living in one unit and renting out the other side of it. You can also do this with a single family home where you live in that house and maybe bought a three bedroom and then you rent out and you have some roommates. The idea really is just by having other people helping you pay that mortgage. That's really what house hacking is. It's a great way to get started because you can also take care, take advantage of owner-occupied loans. So great benefits, great way to be able to get started. But now all of a sudden we need to figure out how we're getting the next property. This is where things get a little bit trickier. Now you can't necessarily use that owner-occupied mortgage unless you're willing to move and move into a different area and do that all over again. But otherwise then, you probably just spend a bunch of money on the first property. So now you're figuring out, well, it took me years to save for that down payment. How can I buy another property? How are people able to just buy property day after day after day and able to kind of move forward in that system? That's why I think buying the second property is so much more difficult. So let's talk about that a little bit. One of the things that I wish somebody had told me when I started investing is that I really needed to think about building my portfolio in the same way that I would build a house of cards, right? We've all seen that. We've all seen magic shows before where you're sitting there and they have that your table out and now you're building that pyramid of cards and every single card has to be able to be there and placed really in the right place. This is the same thing with building a portfolio. When you bought that first property, you're probably looking for a place to live, 
probably just a way to kind of cut down on your own bills and maybe save some more money. But now our mindset switched. Now we are looking to really be able to grow a cash flowing real estate portfolio. So when our mind sh mindset shifts there, we have to really make sure that we're kind of following through and looking at things a little bit differently. So even from that first property, and one of the biggest mistakes that I made in real estate investing was I didn't look at that first property as that foundation for those cards. So what you really need to be doing is saying, hey, even now at the very beginning of my journey, I need to understand what my plan is with this. I need to figure out how this house of cards is going to look like and make sure that I'm making decisions today on property one and property two that are then going to be help me when I'm working on now property five, six, seven, eight, because I already laid that perfect groundwork, right? You already have that foundation for that house of cards and now can build on top of it without the entire thing collapsing. I feel like I see so many real estate investors making the same mistake where then they don't have that foundation built and then things just collapse and they can't get to property two, three, four, let alone anything beyond that. Some of the reasons for that is they either don't have their finances in order. They maybe didn't make the best um, purchase with their first property. And usually that comes down to deal analysis, getting really clear on your numbers and understanding what that's going to look like, not only now, today when you buy it, but what would that then look like if you refinanced it? What would then it look like when you then had to repay those closing costs or what your mortgage might possibly go to? Or if you took out a HELOC, a home equity line of credit, what are those rates going to look like? Because now you need to make sure that you not only find your next property to be a cash flowing property, but also cover the expenses and the costs of taking out that financing from that first property. So that's just a small example there. But the idea is you need to be thinking kind of really two steps ahead from really where you are. So once again, make sure that you're really thinking about what that long-term plan is for your real estate investment portfolio, and then take it a step Take it back step by step and break it into smaller chunks. So then that way, when you're making your decisions on property one, you're setting yourself up for fantastic portfolio growth. So that way you have nothing in as a roadblock on your properties, eight, nine, and 10. Now, second tip that I want to give you for that of something that I wish somebody had told me might be a little bit of a surprise to you. And this is that growing your portfolio is actually much easier than you think it is. I find it interesting that so many people find real estate investing difficult when really it's kind of a game. What I love about real estate investing is that everyone can participate in this. There are so many different ways to make real estate investing work. It works for people if you don't have a W-2 or if you have a high paying W-2. It works if you have family that's in real estate and it works if you are from a family that's never owned property ever before and you're the first one to be that property owner. So really what it is, is it comes down to just making sure that you understand the different strategies that are involved, the different ways that financing work, and then you can really start to put together those different deals. To me, it reminds me almost of like a Rubik's Cube. Right. And there's all those different mathematical equations to make sure that you can solve a Rubik's Cube in five seconds or left. All you have to do is figure out what that code is. And that comes down to just learning what some of those different financial strategies are and how to build some of those deals and make things work in that sense, which is not so difficult as we all make it seem. 
And listen, you might think I'm crazy and I totally get it. After I bought that first property, I knew that I was going to buy more property. I was hooked from that first day at closing when I bought that first duplex and I got a check for my tenants that were going to be living in that property. And I was like, oh my God, why did I not do this sooner? Why did I not start investing? Why have I not been buying property since I was 18 years old? I was so upset with myself for not getting started sooner. And at that time, at the closing table, I told both my realtor and my mortgage broker, I was like, that's it. I'm doing this again. And they both looked at me like I was crazy. They were like, no way. You are not buying another property. Lady, you got to go actually like, you know, pay your first mortgage bill for this one before you can start talking about more property. And I was like, no, I'm going to figure out a way. And my problem was, is that I kept thinking that everybody else had this secret answer. I thought it was almost like that, like Mean Girls game back in high school, where everybody else kind of knew the answer and they were just going and buying properties and just picking up properties all over the place and bringing in cash flow, quitting their dead end jobs. And here I was still trying to figure out why nobody would tell me the secret answer. Well, I'm here to tell you it's because there is no secret answer. The thing is, is that real estate is completely specific to you, what you got going on and what you were looking to be able to build. So back to what I'm saying here for tip number two, you got to learn your strategies. You got to learn your creative financing. You got to make sure you have all those different tools in your toolkit. And then that way, when the opportunity arises, you just got to pick out that right tool or pull out that right mathematical equation and start turning that Rubik's cube until you can solve it in five seconds. Then once you know that, you can just do it on repeat all day long. And then you're the one out there that's just buying properties all the time. And you don't have to worry about that dead end nine to five job any longer. Now, let's move to tip number three. It's kind of related to tip number two here. So tip number three, and one of the things that I really wish that somebody had told me was that I could absolutely drive myself crazy trying to figure out what that so-called secret answer would be. This is something that I went completely crazy. Like I said, my realtor who I relied on, my broker who I relied on, they were all like, no, you can't just buy another property the next day. That's just not going to happen. And I was determined to figure it out. And I went down that complete rabbit hole that I'm sure you have too listening to this, trying to figure out what way can I make this work? What other way, what is the secret answer to how you can buy all these properties? And you can go out there and you can listen to the Lady Landless podcast. And you can listen to a thousand other podcasts out there about what all these other people are doing. You can read all the books out there. You can go listen to everything on YouTube. But the thing is, unless you choose to actually take that action and to employ all of this information that you were listening to, it's not going to get you any closer to your goal. You're going to sit there and you're going to be frustrated just like I was trying to figure out what the best way to go was. When meanwhile, you have to realize that you actually probably know the answer. You need the support. You need to make sure to figure out how now you can, em you can employ that strategy that you learned. You can take all those tools that you have now, and now you actually get to apply them. And I feel like that's one of the things that most investors do not do is that they don't go out and we don't ask for the help we need. We will sit there and look at that hammer, not knowing how it works. We're not going to ask for the help that we need. And unfortunately, we're not going to get any closer to actually solving our goals than we were yesterday. We have all the information, all the education we could possibly have, but we're not using it. And that's something that really makes me sad. I think, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you're part of the Lady Landlords group, you know that my goal is just to make it easier for the next woman investor coming up, that she gets to have an easier journey than I do. 
And I'm telling you, one of the things that I wish I had done was to align myself with the right people and be able to have moved faster on some of these things. The amount of money, time, energy that I wasted making decisions, I got to tell you, it just was not worth it. I wish that there were the right people out there. I wish that the lady landlords groups was actually a thing before me. So that way I could have really plugged in and gotten some answers and some help myself earlier on. But I am here happy to share all the strategies and all the experience that I have with you. So listen, it might not be me, but what I encourage you to do is find somebody that you really align yourself with. Find somebody that really is in the place that you wish that you were, but was actually in the place where you currently are. And make sure to have a chat with them, get the help you need, work with them and figure out how you can get to where they are and you can grow your portfolio the way that you want. If you're listening to this and you do feel that I am the right person and you let your goals do align with me and the story and my journey as I've shared with you, feel free to join our group coaching session that starts next week, October 11th, 2021, in case you're listening to this in future time here. But we are doing a live group coaching for those that own one property now and are struggling to get that second property. I understand the pitfalls. You probably spent a lot of money on that first property. You're probably looking at all these different strategies. You're probably not sure how to use these creative financing and other types of asset-based lenders that can really make a difference for your portfolio. And I'm telling you, I've been there, I've done that, and I would love to help you get to the next one. So check out the show notes here and let me know if you would like to work together and see how I can help you get to the next step. So thanks for listening to this week's podcast of the Lady Landlords. And I will see you all back in the Facebook group and out next Tuesday for our next episode here. Well, I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, please do me a favor and leave a five-star review for the Lady Landlords podcast. This helps make sure to share a message with others that can use the similar information. Thank you very much for helping grow our community. Remember, there's a new episode every single Tuesday, and I'll see you back in the Lady Landlord's Facebook group.